The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. And across the northeast, a heavy line of rain, even some snow expected from the southeast into New England over the next day. Chris Van Cleve says it's not the best news for those traveling today for Thanksgiving. The wet, windy weather is already a factor on the roads, with more than 49 million expected to drive this week. Some choosing to move up their plans and leave as soon as possible. Well, we both got done with class, and the weather is kind of not great, so we don't want to travel at night. It's going to be a busy one today on the roads and at airports. We'll be checking in with the folks at Buffalo Airport coming up in just a couple of hours. Yes, good luck to everyone traveling. Hopefully weather uh, elsewhere, not here for once, uh, is not an issue for you. Well, the city of Buffalo Buffalo's winter preparedness was under scrutiny yesterday. WBEN's Max Ferry was at City Hall. During a lengthy Buffalo Common Council Community Development Committee meeting on Tuesday, the council got a chance to get their questions addressed by city department commissioners on emergency preparedness and the city's snow plan. The main questions discussed ranged from communication, equipment, and warming shelters. South District Councilman Chris Scanlon kicked off the inquiries with a question regarding communication. Department of Public Works Commissioner for the city, Nate Martin, responded. We as a city, I think all of us, and that includes council, need to be more aggressive and upfront and how we communicate. So that is part of our plan. Be out in front of it, as you saw last week with a potential storm that was going to be hitting today and, and tomorrow this week, potentially another Thanksgiving. We just put a notice out. There might be something coming. Be prepared. That kind of uh, being ahead of the game this year is really what we're going to look at. Martin mentions that they will utilize systems like iPods to send alerts to your phone and Buff Alert. In addition, Scanlon had a question on if there have been discussions to increase the number of warming shelters in the city of Buffalo, as that has been a predominant concern of residents. Commissioner Martin said they have been in talks with the Buffalo Public School System on potentially adding schools as warming shelters. In addition, Fire Commissioner Bill Ronaldo wants to add two EMT to each warming shelter. He also mentions that his team feels adequately prepared with the new equipment additions that are here and will soon be on the way for the fire department. Are we more prepared now than we were last year at this time? The answer to that question, in my view, is a resounding yes. My three readiness indicators are apparatus and equipment, personnel and training, and coordination and communication using a rated system of red, amber, and green. I consider the apparatus and equipment category rapidly transitioning from amber to green. With over $5 million in frontline apparatus per and delivered since February 2023, and another approximately $3 million in the form of interfund loans on the horizon earmarked for the purchase of additional frontline apparatus. We also heard thoughts on Buffalo's snow plan from the city's new emergency services manager, Thomas Luby. Hear the full discussion at WBEN.com. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you. It's 5.05 now on WBEN. The Erie County Democratic Committee last night endorsing a prosecutor for Erie County District Attorney to succeed John Flynn next year. Michael Kane currently serves as first deputy DA. He fended off a challenge last night from former prosecutor Chris Belling. Flynn told us last week he is not seeking re-election and may step down before his term is up. Israel and Hamas reached a deal to free dozens of hostages and stop fighting for a few days. We have more on this. Qatar, the small nation that helped broker the deal, announced in a statement the start of the humanitarian truce will begin within 24 hours and will continue for four days subject to extension. 50 women and children in Gaza will be released in exchange for 150 Palestinian prisoners, according to U.S. and Israeli officials. The deal could also account for later hostages released 
released as well and will also include the passage of humanitarian convoys and fuel into Gaza. That's Liz Landers reporting from Washington. 506 now on WBEN. Some sad news. St. Joe's Collegiate Institute Community Morning. The death of their beloved basketball coach, Gabe Michael, who died unexpectedly Monday at the age of 43. School president said Coach Gabe was a role model, mentor, confidant, friend to many and will be sorely missed. Cause of death is unknown. Lawmakers are ramping up their investigation into Live Nation and Ticketmaster. A Senate subcommittee subpoenaed the companies for documents concerning ticket prices and fees. They began investigating the company's business practices a year ago when demand for Taylor Swift's tour caused the Ticketmaster website to crash. Lawmakers claim Live Nation's near-monopoly status in the ticketing industry enables unfair business practices. Live Nation controls over 80% of all ticket sales in the U.S. Jack Grotzinger is CEO of SeatGeek. Venues fear losing Live Nation concerts if they don't use Ticketmaster. The only way to restore competition in this industry is to break up Ticketmaster and Live Nation. The committee hopes to complete its investigation by the end of this year. Well, Sam Altman is back as OpenAI CEO just days after being removed. The ousted leader of chat GPT maker OpenAI is returning to the company that fired him late last week, culminating a days-long power struggle that shocked the tech industry and brought attention to the conflicts around how to safely build artificial intelligence. Still no specific reasons for why the board of directors fired Altman on Friday, which led to a weekend of internal conflict at the company and growing outside pressure from the startup's investors. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. I mean, wow, what a misstep by uh, the board there at right. OpenAI. I, I would like to know what Sam Altman was thinking during all this. Hey, you're fired. Well, okay, we'll see. Yeah, and now look <laughs> you know, at him. That's fine by me. I've got some options. What about you? Um, wow. We'll be talking with Mike Dubusky later this morning at about 7 o'clock. As, uh, it's, it was a, a three-part story. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. You know, Monday, fired. Tuesday, what happens next? Wednesday, he's, he's back. back. <laughs> Story over. <laughs> Law enforcement agencies across the country preparing for potential security threats with high-profile events over the holiday weekend, holiday season, I should say, kicks off, including the parade tomorrow in New York. New York City police officials say there is no specific or credible threat to the annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade that's two and a half miles long, witnessed in person by three and a half million people. But the parade does make for an attractive target, according to a new document we've had a look at here at ABC News from the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security. And it says that because of the heightened threat environment the country is in, given what's happening thousands of miles away in Israel and Israel's war with Hamas. That's Aaron Katursky in New York City. Well, today marks 60 years since President John F. Kennedy was shot in Dallas. Jim Ryan reporting from the city where it happened. President Kennedy's trip to Dallas had been picture perfect until his motorcade turned in front of the Texas School Book Depository. President Kennedy has been shot in... Two days later, his assassin would be killed, but in between, with Oswald on the run, a third person, police officer J.D. Tippett, was killed. Oswald shot him several times and got him down to the ground and then shot him once while he was incapacitated. Retired officer Jess Lucio joined the department not long after the assassination. 
He doesn't want the fallen officer forgotten by history. J.D. still has pistol in his holster. A bronze bust of J.D. Tippett stands at the Dallas Police Headquarters. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. Oh, one of those unforgettable moments in history right. 60 years ago And it today. seems that the longer this goes, the more the conspiracy theories come out. The, always right? out there, right, yeah. to have uh, more and Nothing more. Nothing gets settled on this. Um, you know, thanks to the JFK movie and maybe a whole bunch of other stuff, but... Uh, a lot to remember and uh, talk about that day, what it was like. Jim Ryan will join us live coming up uh, about an hour from now at 6.30 to talk about it. And also, Bellavia and Bowerly are going to be on the air together today, I think for four hours, talking about this too. So there's obviously a lot of interest right. in following this. The exclusive WBN Some Weather Forecast for the day today calls for an overcast sky with some scattered showers. The breeze will shift into the northwest behind our departing area of low pressure. The high temperature in the upper 40s. For tonight, it's cloudy, dry, and fairly quiet. The overnight low temperature into the mid-30s. Tomorrow, look for more clouds than sun for Thanksgiving Day. A gusty breeze will blow. The high temperature in the mid-40s, chillier for Friday with a mixture of clouds and sun behind the mid-30s. With your exclusive WBN, some weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Dave Schutte is joining us right now. He's the owner of Creekview and Oliver's Restaurants in the Buffalo area. Both of these restaurants will be open tomorrow. Uh, Dave, have you always been open on Thanksgiving or is this maybe just since COVID? Hi, good morning, Susan. Um, Yeah, Oliver's actually has been open for Thanksgiving for some over 30 years. Um, and uh, always had a faithful uh, following for that. And then uh, well, actually, Creekview just started uh, uh, 10 years ago. And we, uh, we used to always do turkey on Sundays, and then we learned um, that when I bought Oliver's that the cash could be a good holiday for people, and sure enough, it, uh, it's been an overwhelming success over the last few years. So it's a really exciting time for us. And so who comes into the restaurant on Thanksgiving? Is it maybe families who that's their version of Thanksgiving, that's their tradition, Um People from out of town or people who might not have a, a large family, who are you seeing? You know, a little bit of uh, all what you said there. Um, it's mostly local uh, families, but uh, it could be anywhere from two to four people to, uh, you know, 10 to 12 people type of thing. Um, it's kind of a, a good range. A lot of people that maybe not don't love turkey. So, you know, about 70% of our sales are turkey on Thanksgiving. But there's a good uh, portion that likes steaks and pastas and salads and things like that. Oh, that's interesting. All right. So you've got the dine-in, but you also have to-go, takeout. What do you do on that front for both of these places? Yeah, we do. You know, we we learned from uh, during COVID, we we had no choice but to do takeout. And, uh, again, overwhelming response back then. A lot of people, I think, enjoyed that um, experience instead of having to cook themselves or go out uh, to take advantage of one of our packages that we offer at both restaurants is, as well as sometimes just uh, picking up for two people or uh, dropping off to a neighbor who might be uh, alone, um, picking up one dinner, uh, which has been a popular thing for us. Well, it's kind of interesting to see how that's really come to be a thing over the past few years. Everyone was going takeout, all the restaurants during COVID, and it's expanded now to include, you've got holidays and what every other night of the week, right? Has your takeout you know, as much as people want to dine in, has your takeout business become a business that you might not have expected to last but is? Yeah, absolutely, Brian. Uh, it's certainly uh, continued uh, to have uh, traction for us and that, you know, people got used to doing some takeout. 
and uh, enjoyed it. And I was like, no, let's just do that instead of cooking or going out. I'll just go back up to Oliver's and, and, and pick up dinner tonight. Uh, so throughout the year, we still have a strong presence of, uh, of takeout. And when people are ordering for takeout, do they want the full meal? Do they maybe just want the sides? How do you do that? Yeah, throughout the year, you know, some people for holidays especially will just pick up, um, you know, spinach loaf from Oliver's or uh, some pies at Creekview, and, um, or they get the full dinner. So it's, it's a good range of everything. Well, you have uh, everything available to you. You know, I'm thinking, though, if I'm going out for Thanksgiving, I don't know if I want the turkey. You know, I, I want something maybe a little fancy. I'm going to really enjoy this. I mean, I guess turkey can be fancy. Is turkey fancy? It can be, the way we prepare it. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we brine the breast and braise the legs, and, you know, they put a lot of pride into it. So my chef Ross's favorite holiday of the year. The, so he's actually at the restaurant right now prepping away. So The presentation of a turkey, like the whole turkey – can't be matched. No, not at all. Not not like uh, it used to be with uh, Grandpa carving the turkey at the table. Um, certainly, but uh, you know, to your point too, not everyone loves turkey. So um, people enjoy you know a nice strip steak or uh, chicken and pastas and things like that. So uh, it, going out to a restaurant offers the flexibility for families to pretty much accommodate everybody, especially a lot of the dietary restrictions and uh, vegans and vegetarians, things like that. Um, you know. You can't always get that at home uh, the way you can at a restaurant. Oh, that is, that's a great point. You were talking about your chef uh, prepping. I bet today is like a huge day in the kitchen. It's big. It, it really started on Monday um, with our pastry chef down at Oliver's making the pies and breads and things. And then yesterday started making the cranberry sauce and getting the stuffing ready. And then today's the big push, um, you know, getting all, everything else together to uh, come back in the morning tomorrow and get all the turkeys in the oven and ready for service. So after Thanksgiving, how do things change with the holiday season? Is it just all around between Thanksgiving and the New Year, busy time all the time? Yeah, it's an exciting time um, for us the next six weeks because there are so many people visiting uh, from uh, far away and families and getting together with uh, colleagues and uh, friends. And it's a fun time of year, really energetic. And actually it carries into in January, believe it or not doesn't start really slowing down for us until, you know, probably the end of January for a little bit. Um, So it's an exciting time of year. I'm really excited about it. So after Thanksgiving, then, you get ready for, like, another big push on, I'm guessing, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day? Yeah, yeah, uh, Christmas Eve is a big day for for all the restaurants. They're all open. Um, Oliver's Creekview, Brightsmith. um, And then New Year's Eve, of course, is, uh, is a big one, too. Then closed on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Tonight, though, is almost a different story. Creekview, Brightsmith that you're mentioning, it's like the big night for bars. Yeah, it's a fun night. Um, like my son's buddies were all home from New York and L.A., and they're all getting together and making plans to see each other, which they haven't probably done since maybe the summer. So it's uh, it's exciting for a lot of people uh, in the area this time of year. Yeah, What do they call it, Drinksgiving? Uh, Drinksgiving, Friendsgiving, you know, <laughs> and uh, it's a good one to watch uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Dave, thanks so much. Uh, Dave Schutte joining us from Creekview, Oliver's, Brightsmith, you heard right there, talking about takeouts, restaurant dining on Thanksgiving. You don't really think of it a lot, but it, it is there, and it is a popular option. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.